a lot more. Okay. Just so you know, I'm going to be saying iHeartRadio a lot more. I didn't understand that meeting yesterday, Fantone. I didn't totally understand it. I the, the the numbers that they used didn't make sense to me. He uh he was using a little common core math yesterday. Yeah, it I was think. very strange. Like, all right, so th- we obviously track listening via iHeartRadio. Yeah, of course. Right? It's, it's the most accurate way to know what's who's listening to us. Right. It's the way Because you can know. actually tap right. right into it and go, okay, this is exactly and uh yeah, who's listening when I would imagine how long. I don't know. I've actually never really done it. Um, that's one of the few things for this company I have never been asked to do is to like monitor that. It's a, it, 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 it will. It'll give you everything that you need to know where they are, where they downloaded, how often they use the app. Like it's fully inclusive of like a rating system. And in the, and now it's like the most important thing for like us. Like they, Something, you know what I mean. Yeah. And so like they, like any other company, they dangle carrots in front of you, right? And one of the things that w- we've been kind of asked to do. And not just us, but like all employees of said, you know, company is to expand the listening base of iHeartRadio. And so they want to see increases over year to year, like any other business. And they should. That's exactly what they should want. But I didn't understand that the math and how we were tracking it. He was like, well, out of 20, we're at 13. And I was like, well, what is what? What does that mean? <laughs> he, uh, he, I'm like I've said, he was using Common Core math yesterday, and I don't know if he was confused or if he was trying to confuse us, or maybe more a little, little bit, bit of both. both there, yeah, yeah, a little bit of both, which would make sense for him because quit asking me about this, mm-hmm. just do what I'm telling you mm-hmm. to do. I don't know, I'll just start saying things, and and that's really what it boils that's down exactly to. Exactly what he did, and you know, he's very much in the well, you two don't need to know, like, and it doesn't matter. Oh, just yeah. say iHeartRadio. That's all. Last you two to know, need to yes, do. absolutely. Know, Pay no ma- mind list. Doesn't yeah. matter what the numbers are. Doesn't matter what the goal is. Just Not keep at all. saying it, and 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 that's the best that, that we can do. Apparently, so iHeartRadio available, you know, <laughs> on any uh, streaming I device. I did so. I don't. I didn't understand when I walked out of there. I was like, "Is he happy with?" Are we not doing well enough on this or what? Like, I couldn't figure it out. I think the 13 over 20 or the 13% versus 20% is what I think he was talking about is increasing listenership. But I was just like, dude, why don't you just translate that into 100% of goal? Instead of saying 13 and 20, why don't you say 60 and 100? Like, and then it's like, oh, now I know where I, I am. We're at 60% of the goal for the year. Yeah, I didn't totally well, get that it. That makes sense because we're about 60% of the way through the year. And, and I just knew it because I walked out of the studio yesterday feeling pretty good. Yeah. Right. Now yeah. Monday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now Monday. I'll tell you. Monday. I went home and I honestly I, I wanted to stick my head underneath the covers all day because I was like just wasn't happy with the program. Okay. Right. And I was like eh, didn't love that one. And so I live and die with the show. So like if the show goes well, I feel great. If it doesn't, I'm like miserable the rest of the day. Right. And so Monday I was like ah, I want to hide from everyone. And then yesterday I was like you know what I feel like we did pretty good today. You know what I mean? I feel like I was like, yeah, you know, it was like it was pretty solid. And sure enough, every time I feel like we did solid, I find myself in his office being told I suck. We uh, <laughs> every single time. We needed a win yesterday, and he knew it. And as soon as he saw it, he knew he had to rain on the parade. He's like, ah, I can't let that go <laughs> no, for too long. No. Boys are feeling good about no, themselves. No, he does, he does not like when we feel positive. Does not. And I don't understand why. I mean, it's not like, like even neither one of us are like egomaniacs. I know like, oh, dude, you guys are on the radio. You probably like divas. But like, dude, we're very normal people. Like, it's not like we're even here for an extended amount of the time when he's here. Like, we're, we're ships passing in the night. Whatever that might be. Right. We're ships passing in the night for about 45 minutes after the show. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Maybe. By, by, by 11.15, 11.30, Stansberry and I out the door. Time I 
Rios and like you know we're, we're gone and 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 he's here the rest of the day. I don't understand why he can't like just let us have the victory. <laughs> he doesn't like it. He does not like. He when does we not win. like. He does not like. Whenever it. we're feeling like we're firing on all cylinders, <laughs> he's like right there <laughs> wiping the McDonald's grease off his fingertips <laughs> to get into the dirt and tell you about how you're not at all. We have two pairs of War Tour tickets to pass out today. We'll do one pair at seven thirty. We'll do another at nine thirty. How are you this morning? Uh, pretty good. A little bit sleepy. I stayed up a little bit last night and watched the uh, the MLB All Star Game, and I gotta give a little tip of the hat just to the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, there was There's five, like five of them, right? Five tribe players out there on the field. Well, not all of them made it out there on the field, but still, five tribes. You know, made the made the team. But it's just a re, re it's. Their run last year and even the year before, like it just kind of really like rejuvenated my interest in baseball. Yeah. And like last night watching it, I was, you know, by the end of the second or by halfway through the second inning, and I was like, ah, oh, whatever, I'm going to bed. But still, like watching it, watching the home run derby the other night, I was just like, dude, baseball's all right. Ah, uh, here's the problem with baseball. You had the all star game and it ended two to one. Yeah. Now, here's yeah. the thing I know baseball purists like pitching battles. I know that. I get like like people whose base if baseball's your first sport, you probably like a pitching duel. You like that. The casual fan doesn't want that. The casual fan wants Aaron Judge hitting balls seven hundred just ripping it. Just seven hundred feet. Like that's what they want. That's what they want. They want home runs. They want action. I actually heard Tom Verducci say this the other day. Baseball needs to work on not length of the game, but you need to keep the games moving at a clip. Like it's it's the between action. There's too much downtime between action on the field. I feel the same way about football, but the difference with football is is that it's violence and that it's like boom, 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 and then there's some dead time. But in, it's like you in, have a little bit of like. And football kind of worked on it. Like they got rid of the huddle. They got right. rid of you know what I mean. Football actually kind of worked on it. Where baseball's kind of been like hesitant to do that. I um I did not watch the game, but I was up during it. I actually took a nap yesterday afternoon, so I was up later last night than normal myself. All right. And I didn't watch the game, but I was paying attention to it via Twitter. And the amount of people still bitching about how the All-Star game depicts like the World Series, like home field advantage, which it doesn't anymore. I believe last night that game did not do that. Correct. And the amount of people bitching about that on Twitter. I mean, dude, I'm talking about certified sports blogs. We're really? bitching about that on Twitter. I was like, guys, I don't think that's true anymore. And I don't even watch baseball hardly. And I knew that. I uh, I understood why they did that, but I also understood the frustration of it. Um, I, I don't know. I kind of like the game matter. I, yeah. I, I like the game having some meaning. It's not like the Pro Bowl where it's like, well, dude, of course they're not going to play all out because you're going to get hurt. Where it's like, dude, no, if it's the all-star game. It's a baseball game. You can go all out. Like... Make it count. Make it make it matter. Make it worth something. Like right. um, I, uh, I agree. I did you uh, did you see some of the home run derby that Aaron Judge kid? Yeah, just crushing the ball. Do he's feel, something. Do you feel like he's going to be like capable of of being stardom? Uh, dude, they got to dial it down a little. I'm already hearing people like uh, Alex Rodriguez called him the LeBron of baseball. Jeez, I was like, bro, Jeez. you better dial that down. You know, I get what they're trying to say because he's a freak of nature. I guess n- baseball's never had a kid that big, six seven, two eighty. I guess that's kid. He's twenty five. Leviathan, right? There. Yeah, I mean, he's huge. I, I think. I mean, baseball's got to be loving him right now. I mean, you get a kid six seven, two eighty, hits the ball a ton, and he plays for your premier franchise in the Yankees, and he's got a cool number ninety nine. There's a ton of marketability with him, so I think baseball is like liking that, but. Is it going to be enough? I don't know. 
It's going to have to be him. It's going to have to be Lindor. It's going to have to be other. Bryce Harper, obviously, is going to be a big thing. Other charismatic guys are all going to kind of have to, like, pool all their efforts together to kind of get baseball back into relevancy again. But at least as, like, me personally, where 10 years straight, I didn't care about baseball at all. But I think the Indians being relevant and being decent, it did. It it, it at least, like, you know, kind of reawakened my interest in baseball. That helps. I, I think you would have a better chance of captivating the entire nation. If again you had an All Star game that didn't end two to one, yeah, of course. I mean, here's the best players in the league and nobody scored. Tribe, you know what I mean? Tribe's gonna have to look at some uh, look at some starting pitchers too. We've got uh, I don't know about two three weeks before the trade deadline, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I think they're gonna be fine. I feel like they have to get somebody else on the mound, dude. Outside of oh, I think they will is what I'm saying, and I think oh. honestly, I think they're gonna make another late season push. I don't know if they'll go all the way to the ALCS, but I think they're gonna make another late season push. Team's pretty good. But uh, yeah, they probably do need a little bit more pitching help from what I understand. We'll get choked up with the Warped Tour tickets. The first pair will be 7.30. We'll do another pair for you at 9.30. And if you're out trying to get a second date, I have the key to the second date. We'll pass that on to you next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Hey, welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Brian just hit me up on Facebook. He was like, look, man, something happened yesterday on the program that made me do something I thought I'd never do. I was like, okay. And he's like, I had to turn you off yesterday. Jeez. I was like, really? And he was like, yeah. He's like, he's like, I've listened through everything. God bless you, dude. He's like, but something happened yesterday <laughs> that finally, he's like, I had had enough. He's like, and I'm, it's not that I'm never going to listen ever again. I'm just telling you, he's like, that was a, what you did yesterday was a mistake. And I was like, okay, well, like, lay it on me. I honestly thought the only person who had listened through everything was you and me. Like, other than that, who the hell's listening to all of it? Not joking. I'm not even close. (laughs) (laughs) Not joking. So I was like, Brian, well, what the hell made you turn us off? Like, I don't want, you know, I don't want that to be a thing. So like, you know, how do I help, you know, make you make you like it more? And he's like, no, 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 dude, I love it. Like I said, he's like, this isn't like I'm never listening to you ever again because I hate you now. He's like, I'm just telling you, you did something yesterday that really just turned me off. And he's like, I had to leave. Okay. And that was the new Jay-Z song. We played the new Jay Z song 444 for, yeah, right there. We played it for New Tour Tuesday yesterday. And he was like, I just couldn't make it through it. It was bad. Dude. Yeah, he's like, I'm sorry, man. He's like, I just could not do it. So if you missed that yesterday, that's at, uh, that's at WRQK.com in the podcast section there. If you missed yesterday's New Tour Tuesday, you also got New Stone Sour, part of that, and Chris Stapleton. So. Yeah, Brian was like, dude, don't ever play that new Jay Z ever again. He's like, that was it. That that made me got he's like, I was out. It's like, wow, all right. Good well, to know. At least we know he's coming back. Yeah, no, he's back right now. Right. Dude, the dating world is tough, man. As a matter of fact, I think I was just yesterday I said to Fantone, I was like, dude, I just need to meet like a new, like, I don't want to be like crop of chicks, but like I you know what I mean, but like a new group of people to start like, you know, hey, have you met this person? Hey, have you met this person? I just haven't done that in a while. Expanding your group of friends and your group of peers is going to open up more dating opportunities. Yeah. So I see I see what you're going for there. I kind of need to find, you know, a new group. <laughs> when, when, when the only person you talk to on a regular basis is me, I'm right. worthless. Like, what am I gonna do for you? Right. No, he got girlfriended <laughs> up the moment the show started. I was like, bro, what are you doing to me? <laughs> You've lived here a little longer than I have. I don't know anybody. 
what the hell are you doing to me? You can't do this to me right now. You're supposed to be dating psychos. Well, and the way it happened is it just kind of happened. It's not like that's I how was, the best relationship starts. It's not like I was out there looking for love and like trying to find the love. Oh, you of my were life. looking to get into her roommate's pants. Right. And it just kind of turned into like we were friends, and then all of a sudden it was like, hey, hey, I kinda like you. Let's go out on a date. Well, I'll meet you on a date. We went on a date, and next thing you know, here we are with two cats. <laughs> three years in, right? Yeah. Yeah, three years in. Living together, point. two cats, yep. three years. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Looking at looking at a bright future together. Yeah, you better, dude. Phantom's the only guy that wants to expand summer, you know, expand summer by like nine months, dude. Because come snowfall, it's gonna be all the jewelry commercials, and you're gonna Son be like, we already got the animals. I, what's left? Bitch. I got pets. What am I supposed to do? I'm gonna now? be backed into buying a house. I'm just gonna be like, you don't want to buy a house? That's what I'll do. Son of a bitch. Next thing you know, Phantom's gonna have a horse in the backyard. <laughs> I got to get her a pony. That's better that than an engagement <laughs> ring. Big old pony. So the dating world is very tough, right? And um and I've been having some I, I've been having some issues with it honestly lately, right. and I'm not all that happy about it. And so I read this, and I do believe that this is true. Although women lie in self-reporting when being surveyed, so do men. Everybody. I should say that. Everybody. You know what? Let me change that. People will lie while self-reporting during a survey. Okay, but I do believe this first part of this and not the second. And that is if on a first date. If you're looking to get a second date, there's one thing women claim that if you do on the first date, we'll automatically get you a second date. All right. And I buy this, and it's make them laugh. 83% of women say your sense of humor can land you a second date. I buy that. Yeah. I think once you've already gone out on the first date, um, she's already established a level of trust with you. There's at least somewhat of a level of attraction. I'm not saying that she wants to, like, you know, she doesn't want you to bone her out right there. But, like, there's some level of she finds you to be appropriate and, and like, He's okay gonna for her. her. He's not going to pork her, Russ. <laughs> but uh, once, you, once you can take that next step of making her laugh, that yeah. will make those two things that you had going kind of even more like expand on them. We talk about this on the show a lot because a lot of guys try this and fail miserably. Having been a bartender, the amount of times I've stood behind a bar and listened to a dude try to make a woman laugh at a bar and it's like, oh, and they're just standing there. And again, I'm not going to sit here and pat myself on the back, but I find, I, I bet I'm above average as far as like being able to make the average person laugh. Right? I'd hope so. <laughs> you think? I don't know. Maybe you should listen to your own show more. It doesn't sound like it. But I, no, but I would think that, right? And, and I've always been told that my entire life anyway, so I assume other people are telling me the truth. You're a funny person. And so when I, uh, I'll see it go down, and I'm like, oh my God, dude, that's not the way to do that at all. Like, at all. What are you doing? And I always say this. Guys always try to be funny about sex way too soon. Yeah. The amount of times I have seen that, it's like, dude, what are you talking about your penis right now for, bro? Like, shut up. You have to think that when you're Telling jokes or not, you know, when you're joking about something, um, you're kind of testing the waters a little bit there. And that's how you can always that's how you can get into a conversation with somebody about drugs is you make a joke about like smoking weed and then they kind of laugh. Okay, so you smoke you judge, weed too. You okay, judge right. from them and yeah. then you're like, and the next thing you know, you're like, hey, dude, can I buy coke off of you? <laughs> you know what I mean? So like there's uh, 
there's a ladder there. Gotta need to meet that person here, and too. by you making the joke of, like, oh, yeah, you know, something about your D or something about, right. like, anything sex-related. They know she, what you're doing. Right. She knows. She's not, she's not dumb to that. They're like dogs. They can smell fear. You know what I mean? And so, like, anytime you're, like, and, and dude, you're, like, desperate. That's what it is. It's desperation. They can smell that a mile away. Yeah, it's like, um, it, you know, how they always say, like, this is, oh, this is one of the three conversations you have to admitting that you're gay or whatever. But, like, it's like, you know, a dude that's like, oh, oh yeah, we'll make out. Ha, ha, ha. I was just kidding. Unless you're not kidding. Were you kidding? I'm not kidding. Right. You know what I mean? That's exactly what it is. You're testing those waters with her. So, like. I've, uh, you know, I, I've seen this happen a couple of, I've had this. Help and hurt me. Like, I've had women say to me, okay, legitimately, you are a funny guy. Every guy tries to make a girl laugh while trying to pick him up, and, yeah. like, you are legitimately good at this. And I've had other women say to me, you know what? You're too good at this. Uh-huh. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're a little, like, like that's, like, this works for you, and I'm not going to be another one of these. And it's always not always that. It's always like, nah, it's not that. It's not like a conveyor belt running in and out of my house, but yeah, no, I have a little game, sure. Um, but I, I think probably what a, what a part of that is is that like, okay, now I see that like uh, the radio thing and your big personality and all these different things—that's what you're, you who you really are. So that might be too much for some women to yeah. handle. And that's definitely been the case for me in the past. Is oh, like, yeah. oh, I like you, but I, this couldn't work you, out. You're, you're too, too outward. Yeah, right. there's too much of you. And as matter. Another thing is, like, a lot of the girls that I've dated would tell you, he's absolutely funny at home, but differently. Like, he's not as confident. There's not as much that. He's just more goofy, probably, at home. But, yeah, I believe that making a woman laugh will make her go, you know what, I should maybe go out with this guy again just in case. Instead of uh, doing sex jokes or even, even like, I think the main thing you can focus on, and this would make you better in any social situation, like, at the bar or whatever you're doing with your life, but, like, if you're on a date, look for observational humor. Like, look for things happening around you, people that are around you, and, like, that way you can see something together, laugh at something together, have that bond of like, we shared this. What it is, is that you can't be quick and witty without being intelligent. And so women are going to find intelligence to be a little bit sexy. You can't be hilarious without being a little bit intelligent. Like there is something about that it, and like being quick and you're right. Noticing something around you, being right. aware of what your environment is. It shows that you're paying attention to what's going on. Now, this is the part of this where I think women were lying. Okay. And they asked women. If they would prefer a gigantic bank account or a gigantic sense of humor, and ninety oh. percent of women chose laughter, you're lying. Yeah, come on, you're lying. On. I've always said this. I've been this. I've been this guy my entire life. You know when people really started to pay attention? When somebody started to pay me to be this guy. It, you know what I mean? Like I always. I, I don't get me wrong. I always did. You know, pretty well with women, but like it was definitely like, oh my god, somebody pays you to be funny. You must be really funny. Then they care. There's a, you know how many funny guys are listening to us right now that are stuck in the friend zone because that's oh, all yeah. they are is funny? I mean, that happens a lot. There's plenty of dudes who, you know, every Home Depot has the funniest guy there. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's, right. that's just the truth of it. So, But you sell two by four, so she doesn't care. So you get a microphone instead of, your right, you know, claw hammers, and all of a sudden it's like, okay. It makes people stand mm-hmm. up and pay attention. So that definitely helps. But yes, if you're on a date, being able to make somebody laugh, you know what it is? It's filling that void. It's filling that uncomfortable silence moment. And if neither one of you can do it, then there's absolutely no reason for you to go out with one another again. A 14-year-old girl has lost her life 
by being, I honestly, just a regular teenager, and I'm willing to bet some of us don't even realize that this could happen to you, and I'll explain what I'm talking about next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your friend, Pegs. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. we'll pass out our first pair of Warped Door tickets. That show this coming Tuesday. Yeah. Out of Blossom. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need on those. We'll pass them out at 730. Also coming up at 8 o'clock, I have a stat on the Browns' uh, Joe Thomas that's going to make Pantone's head explode. Can't wait. No, dude, you're going to get real angry during that. Well... I um I I don't hate Joe Thomas. No, I know you don't. I don't hate him. But you've uh you've you've raised some serious questions about the career and about you uh when people say he's a a shoe in for the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. you, you you take issue. So when mm-hmm. I tell you what he's been listed as league wide at eight o'clock, Fantone's head's gonna explode about Joe Thomas. Alright. If you're a parent of a teenager, you need to listen to this. Because I'm willing to bet a lot of your teenagers don't know this. But a 14-year-old girl from Lubbock, Texas, died Sunday morning. She's been electrocuted. And Madison was in the bathtub and either had her phone plugged in or simply grabbed her phone that was plugged or went to go plug the phone in or already just grabbed the phone that was plugged in. And she had like a burn mark on her hand, obviously, from where that started. And I'm willing to bet a lot of teenagers don't think about that. About their cell phone near the bathtub and don't even think about it. They used to warn us about that all the time when I was a kid. And I don't hear that anymore. I don't know if it's because there's less things that are plugged in. But I mean, the cell phone is like the teenager's lifeline. That's like you can't rip those those things out of those kids' hands. Well, I, honestly, I, I I would say there's probably a decent amount of people who aren't necessarily thinking about that. I don't know if I would put it really? exclusively to teenagers, but I mean, you know, the 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 digital leash is just as strong on adults. That's true. And adults, I mean, oftentimes are just as dumb as teenagers. So I agree with you that like, I don't know, maybe like the 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 joke or like the the cliche of like you know the toaster in the bathtub like just isn't you're right it's not nearly as it's not front and center the way it was while we were growing up and you and I are years apart but I mean, there was a thing like I, I guess maybe people don't need to be telling me these warnings so maybe I'm not hearing it I don't know but like it definitely seemed like keep things that were plugged in away from the bathwater was definitely a more more prevalent conversation years past than it is right now. Yeah, and obviously anything that's plugged in, I mean, with few exceptions, like things that are designed for water, like a mixer or something like that, like you don't want that to be anywhere near liquids when no. something's plugged in. I mean, unless, like I said, it's specifically designed for it, yeah, that's that's going to be bad. It was a little bit of a problem. I actually, um, I didn't read this until this morning, but I actually went through this a little bit yesterday. Now, I didn't get electrocuted because I thought prior. But I actually took a bath yesterday, which makes me feel dainty. 
It does. Oh, you took a bath. I did. I did. I did. And now I don't oh, like, okay, know. I, I don't know why you did. I would have taken that one to the grave, my friend. But you threw it out there. You are going to have to answer some questions now. What did I, you uh, take a bath? No, I don't. For see, now this is worse. The, 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 I actually, when I tell you why, it's worse than just doing it. Okay. I almost want to be like, yeah, no, I was just feeling dainty. So I just sat, sat there and soaked in the water. No, it's actually worse. All right. What happened? So, oh, my God. Uh, I um I had been the body had been feeling a little miserable. Okay, from how much uh, how much golf I had played, and so everybody's always telling you to, you know that you do you soak in Epsom salt. Mm-hmm. And so, dude, I actually got my fat ass up <laughs> off the couch yesterday. Well, and dude, I had already had like Ben Gay like wiped all over my arms and my legs. I just smell like one big menthol cigarette. And I was like walking down the street to the right Aid in downtown Canton. Sure enough, people were like turning around before I like walked up next to him because I'm pretty sure they could smell the Ben Gay on me and like just staring me down. And so I bought yeah like two six pound bags of Epsom salt. <laughs> oh my god! Dude, I didn't use pounds of Epsom salt. No, I didn't use it all. Well, of course not, dude. I mean, you would have been sitting there in, like, seawater. <laughs> I mean, like, dude, what do you need 12 pounds of it for? They didn't have, like, a... It was two, It was six-pound bags. Okay. And I was like, you know, and so I was like, well, if I like it, I'm going to want to do it some more. So I got home, and then I like I filled the <laughs> I filled Dry the bathtub. Bath, okay. I didn't even remember. I was like, "How do I even how do I even hold the water in this contraption? I've never I don't even remember how to do this." And so like, yeah, I did it. And so what I I was gonna use my phone because I was like, "All right, well, I'm just gonna be sitting there in like mm-hmm. hot water with nothing to do." Mm-hmm. I was doing like, in your own filth right there. And so I well, I know what I'll do. I'll read my email while I'm in there, and like I'll you know I'll start to prep the show. And then I was like, no, dude, I'm going to be sitting there and like just see through water. I'm going to be able to see my penis. I'm not going to be confident. I won't be able to come up with a decent rundown for the show. No, absolutely not. And so, and then I thought about it. I was like, well, no, because if I drop this thing or if it's plugged in, like I'm going to electrocute myself. I'm going to die in here. You'd be okay if you dropped your phone by itself, yeah. not plugged in. But at that point, you're dropping your phone in the water. Right. So I don't like, want that. That's really what it boils down to. It's like, well, yes, it's dangerous if it's plugged in, but more so it's like well dude that's your phone and if it starts effing up it's going to be a serious issue yes. in your life so don't take it in the bathroom no i left it on the kid I, I no i left it on the uh on the bathroom sink and i've just plugged it into like the bluetooth speaker there and then i just listened to a little, a little bit of music while i sat in there and so soaked good. like a 90 year old it felt good Seriously, like my wrists and my ankles were really sore, and then when I got out of there, they weren't so much. There you go, dude. And I was, and I didn't just sit there and stew in my own filth, by the way, because <laughs> what I did was, is I was smart. I planned it out. Yeah, I was smart, right? Like that's exactly what it was. If I was smart, I would have never told you this story. But what I did was, is I, like I, you know, you press the lever, and then the water starts to go down. Then I just stood up, turned the shower on, and I just like took a shower afterwards. Well, but you were still sitting in your own bath water. Yeah, I know, but what point. I'm saying is I washed it off when I was done. That, you got to take that shower first, and then you're all clean in there. That's what I would recommend. But, dude, you're the bath expert now, so, you know. Dude, are you thinking you're going to get one of those, like, walk-in bathtubs? I feel like that could, With the door? Very, yes, could very well be in your future. Yeah, I might call the landlord. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's some law that says you have to give me the special tub, right? Otherwise, you know, you're, you're, you're I don't know, you're holding me down. My land, dude, my landlord, are you... Are you Bath shaming me? Are you bath shaming me? You're not allowed to bath shame me. (laughs) Oh my God. I feel like everybody right now is bath shaming me. You know what? 
I'm going to start putting more thought into what I say. Yeah, yeah, this is your show, dude. <laughs> I'm going yeah, to start. Dude, we need to think this out long form. <laughs> we'll be right back with more of it next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you never have to miss a moment of the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We'll pass out those Warped Tour tickets. We'll do that around 730. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. And again, coming up at 8 o'clock, Fantone's head's going to explode when I give him this uh, this stat that I have on Joe Thomas. All right. I'm telling you, it's got, dude, you're going to freak out. That happens at 8 o'clock. Looking forward to it, honestly. You know what? And actually, at 8 o'clock, I've got a little uh, pat on the back I want to give the Cleveland Browns. A little one, but still, I want to do that. So, Is that about uh, Hugh Jackson? Yeah. We're going to do that at 9 o'clock. Okay. All right. Well, then so, we continue on. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we're going to we're gonna push the Hugh Jackson thing off till 9 o'clock, but that is good news, and I do want to get into that. Yeah, that's worth noting. That was very good news. I was happy to read that yesterday. Also worth noting, and I don't want to let the show go on too much longer before patting you on the back, my friend. For what? Taking a bath? Uh, Thursday, July 20th, from 5 to 8 p.m., Dan yeah. Stan. Stansberry, host of the Stansberry Show, yeah. will be a celebrity scooper for yes. Nom Nom Popcorn with the Indeed. proceeds going to uh, Project Rebuild. Yeah, so, they- uh, two of my favorites right there. One of my favorite charities, one of my favorite people combining forces for good. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, no, I'm happy to do it. They asked me, they were like, hey, we, are you willing to do this? I said, yeah, for sure I will. And they asked me, they said, well, what charity do you want to be you know, partnered with? And I was like, oh, that's a good question. So I was like really thinking about it, and I know you do a lot of work with Project Rebuild. So I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Let's just do it for them, and uh, and so yeah, I guess I, I guess some of the proceeds then will benefit Project Rebuild. Yeah, thank you very much, man. Thank you for thinking of them. Thank you for uh, for uh, for thinking of me a little bit there. It's greatly appreciated, sir. They have uh, Nom Nom Popcorn had that really good like I, I you know man I wish I remembered the actual name of it, but it was like that real spicy popcorn. It was delicious. I think it was the Reaper. The Reaper, yeah, remember? You're right. And I ate a piece of it on here, and I almost died. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> oh, dude, that, yes, that, I don't almost died. It was great. <laughs> no, that stuff is very good though. It's so good. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that that will be on the 20th. Yeah, so excited to be there. Six to eight. I've actually never been to the location. I've ha- I've had popcorn from there a hundred times, but right. I've actually never been to it. So I'm uh, I'm excited about that. That will be on the 20th. From six to eight. You are an Amazon Prime person, right? Indeed, I am. I'm not. Like, I, I have like a free Amazon like account thing, mm-hmm. but I'm not like a Prime member. Um, it's, it's worth it to me. It is 100 bucks a year, right? 100 bucks a been year. Told. Correct. I've been kicking the idea around, and then I've been talking about this a lot lately where it's like, I kind of want to cut the cord, but I don't know if I can. And uh, again, Game of Thrones starts on Sunday. That's huge for me. I'm a, I'm a uh, big fan. The Little Dragon Show's no, coming back. No, uh, or the best show on TV, okay. depending on however you want right. to call it. Whatever you want to call however it. However you want to call it. But yes, the Little Dragon Show will be back on Sunday, and I'm very excited about it. And so that, that's one of the reasons I won't do it. Also, in the afternoon, I watch a, a lot of like ESPN or FS1 or like that kind of stuff to stay abreast of what's happening with sports. And so that's like another reason I won't cut the cord. I've been thinking about it, but people, one of the reasons why I think I might be able to do it is because the Amazon TV programming is very good. It is. And so is the Netflix programming, which I already have. It is. And, and you know, I, I, there's options out there for you. I think you just have to kind of sit down, do the homework, and like, you got to uh, a la carte what, you know, and figure what, what out what makes the most sense. Is this going to save me enough money or not? But it is something I've been thinking about more and more lately is the cutting of the cord. And I bring this up because Amazon wants to run the world. They do. They do. They do. And they're not even quiet about it. Like, they kind of like they're trying to revolutionize everything. And they've done it pretty much with shopping. And 
I guess yesterday was like the Black Friday of the summer where it was Amazon Prime Day. Did your girlfriend like go crazy on the Prime? My girlfriend did not. Luckily, she had a long day at work yesterday, so like that really did help that she didn't get out at the normal time. It's not like she left. She she didn't leave work till like seven o'clock. Oh last wow, night. yeah, that is. So long. I mean, she put yeah. in like a good you know ten eleven hour day there. So she was busy, um, not able to spend as much. I know she ordered like two or three things, but she didn't go nuts. And hats off to her for that. I was I was appreciative of that. So I guess what there were just special sales for yeah. Prime Day. Uh, how it all works out, and I didn't buy anything because I was in the mindset of like, well, yeah, it could be a good deal. And I'm like, do you really need that, dude? Do you really need that right now? Nothing's and, a good deal unless you need it, right? And I, you know, and I, I just, I, I, at this point, I was just like, no, dude, you need to be responsible here. Um, but a lot of stuff was like fifty fifty percent off plus. Wow, that's a lot, yeah. And you know, well worth it if you like. One of the things I saw yesterday, and it was like, well, I'm not buying this, but I understand why somebody would. Was like a sixty four pack of AA batteries for like seventy percent off. And I was like, well, I mean, if, I mean, if you got small kids right. with toys or if you're just the kind of person who kind of stockpiles things and is like, OK, well, instead of, you know, spending eight dollars for eight batteries at, at Walmart, I can, you know, get a good deal on this. OK, I understand it. I just guess at this point in my life, I'm not exactly like building my stockpile. So I was just like, no, you're not doing stuff like that. You're not, you know, you're not like, oh, dude, look at how good of a deal this is. I can get, you know, I, I, I can order, you know, 48 things of Dove soap. And I'm like, no, dude. You don't, you I don't, don't need that. You don't need that. Like, you're fine. Um, but it's not to say that there wasn't good deals to be had. I know that um, there was a lot of stuff on electronics, which people obviously are always kind of in the market for there. And it's one of those things where if, like, well, you've been thinking about, well, do I need a new TV or not? Do I need a new TV or not? And all of a sudden, you got one for 60% off. I can understand why it's like, no, today's the day to pull the trigger. Let's do it. So I didn't partake in it. Um, even without being a, a, a an Amazon Prime Day enthusiast, I will say that it's still well worth the money to me like the programming's good the music's good the fact that i can get oh, i always forget they have the music the too. fact that i can get free shipping um any time throughout the year is is awesome free two-day shipping on anything i order from amazon's awesome um and it's not just like they have original programming they also have like just a ton more movies than the netflix does it's just like a more diverse like i feel like there's more like I don't know, like sports documentaries. And then there's more like, I don't know, just more like more diversity, I guess, in what they offer you than just Netflix. Their original so. programming is pretty good, too. That Man in the High Castle show is pretty good. It's worth it to me. It is. There was some other good stuff. Now, one of the reasons why people are hesitant on Amazon is because packages get delivered to your house and people are like, well, I'm mm-hmm. at work all day. I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I don't want stuff just left on my doorstep. Luckily, my mailman or is it the group of guys that do it or whatever, they're pretty smart. If I'm not home, they'll like tuck it behind something. They'll like put it like my porch, the way it comes up, like you could just like kind of set it behind the, like the, I don't know, the half wall of the porch. And then that way you don't see it from the street, but I see it from the door. I am. I'm very lucky. I have like a foyer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, there's, there's the front door, and then there's you know there's a little foyer area where our mailboxes are, and then there's another door that goes into my actual building. So like the mailman's got a key to open up to get into the foyer, so they just leave stuff on that bench right by my mailbox. It's perfect. But Amazon's now doing this thing where they have lockers, and I was like, what the hell is this? And what it is is now is people are worried about their packages being stolen from their front porch. And so Amazon's figured this out. And what they're doing now is that there's going to be select spots 
where it'll be like a red box machine for your Amazon package. Right. And they'll email you a six digit code. You uh, go to said box, put in your six digit code, it opens and you get your package. But at that point, Amazon, why don't I just go to the store to buy what I want? I thought half the I, I thought the whole thing was is that well I just buy it from my keyboard and it shows up in my house. Now well, if I got to go to a special location, I might as well go to the store. Now if we're talking about like Tide, where you can go buy it at the store today, yes, you have a point. But Amazon sells things that aren't necessarily going to be at Walmart, so maybe that's a little bit of like why you know it would be worth it for people to do that. Like the shoes my girlfriend bought yesterday, they don't sell those. That like she couldn't have gotten those. Just she could have okay. like, driven somewhere in Canton and gotten those. Like so. Oh, okay. I mean, I would just assume that a shoe store would have shoes. Yeah, I mean, n- n- not those shoes specifically. You know okay. what I mean? All right. It's just again, I I'm probably not going to buy shoes or clothes online. Uh, there's I will shop online a lot. Like I will buy a lot of stuff online. Um, but shoes and clothes, I want to try on. Um, and I'm still one of these people that I want to go to a store. I want to pick something up. I really want to really want to look at it to see. Like a lot of times when I buy stuff online, like I'll buy things online I've already bought. And by that, I mean like if I like golf balls, right? They're obviously cheaper. You can buy them online. A lot of times they're repurposed. And I know the golf ball I like. And so I don't right. need to try a thousand of those. I want the Strix on Q stars. I already know that. You go on eBay, you find out what they are, find, you know what I mean? And you click buy and they show up at the house. So if you could get those, you know, I, we're just making up numbers here, but 40% cheaper, you would just have to go pick that up at your Amazon locker. I guess right now it's going to be inconvenient, but let's be honest. In what, six months, Amazon's going to have these things on every other street corner. Right. And so then all of a sudden now it'll become super easy to do it. I, uh, I I just want to say about people that are going to steal random packages, like... Get off drugs. Well, yeah, get off <laughs> drugs for sure, but like... Get off drugs. I, I, what a terrible crime in the sense of like, you don't know even know what's in there, if it's going to be of any value to you, if there's going to be any resale value to it. What if it's like, I don't know, like me, like medicine or something that like is important? It just seems like such a crappy thing to do. It, it really se- does. It seems to me like what might be a really good idea is, to, is uh, if Amazon gave you a personal locker. And it was a locked stationary box that you, at your at your residence, and so that you know what I mean. Uh, like maybe yeah. that might be the way to go. And then you know they offer you three different sizes of it, and whatever it is that you order. I mean, the, I I think the Amazon personal locker would be the way to go. But making me go out in public is essentially just making me go to the store to buy things. And I just thought that that was a little strange. But, you know, it is a new system. They'll get the kinks worked out, and Amazon will rule the earth before we all realize it's even happened. We do have Warped Tour tickets. We'll pass those out. That will happen next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, it's Stansbury here for Piazza at Gervasi Vineyard, the best patio in all of Canton. Open Tuesday through Sunday. They offer live music every single night and the pizza. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 106.9. We'll pass out those Warped Tour tickets here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. That show, uh, this coming Tuesday, out of Boston. Man, I was just walking around the hallway. Went to go get some coffee. Fantone, it's coming down right now. Torrential downpour out oh, there. Oh, yeah. Huh? Yeah. Now, I, according to my iPhone, you know, the weather thing that comes like preloaded on that, says it's only supposed to rain till about 10 a.m. Then it's supposed to actually brighten up. Sun's supposed to come out a little later. Pretty happy about that. I uh, I think it's yeah it's supposed to clear up, but dude, humidity is going to be at like 100%. I think it's going to be like 90 degrees. It's going to be gross today. 
Oh, that will be hot. Yeah, dude. It's going to be like, the, like not even hot, but that uncomfortable, like, thick air, sticky. Ugh. I was thinking about going to the driving range, but maybe I'll take one more day. It's going to be a lot of sweating if you do. Yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll wait one more day. Yeah, I would, I would recommend you take another day off, maybe soak those bones again. Yeah, if you missed the story about me admitting to taking an Epsom salt bath, apparently people thought that was hilarious. You'll be able to podcast that at WRQK.com shortly after 10 a.m. If you guys would just download iHeartRadio, you'd never have to miss anything. You'd just be able to take the show with you wherever you go. Everywhere you go, nonstop. Uh, at 8 o'clock, we're going to make you lose your mind over something uh, over a stat about Joe Thomas, but I saw this this morning, and actually, I, uh, I did not really plan this for the rundown for the program, but I got to tell you this, because you made such a big deal out of it yesterday, but I was made aware via Instagram yesterday that Chick-fil-A was named the best uh, fast food restaurant uh, in this year's Best of the Best Reader's Choice Awards in Canton, Ohio. And you are not a uh, you are not the biggest Chick Fil A fan. Not at all. First of all, Canton, Ohio, we have every fast food restaurant on the face of the planet available to us. The fact that we're like, oh, Chick Fil A is the winner. Come on, guys, they don't even sell anything outside of chicken. How can you consider something the 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 best of the best if it's not selling anything outside of chicken? So variety is important to you. Variety is important to me. It is. I mean, you hear can that, get, Megan? You can get chicken sandwiches anywhere, dude. There's chicken sandwiches all over the place. But like, if Chick Fil A sold fried chicken too, like maybe. Maybe that would be like, all right, well, dude, you got an option there. All things chicken. All things chicken, but they're not all things chicken. They're just a half-assed chicken joint, dude. Dry-ass sandwich, not good. It's not. This how- is how tired I am. Are you too chicken <laughs> to sell all things chicken? That's how tired I am I right mean, now. Honestly, I feel like this is a little insulting to the other fast food restaurants. I'm not going to lie. Okay. If, I, if I was Mr. Hero, I would be That's what, All right, right now. So, see, that's what I was going to say, is that let's just set the record straight. Mr. Hero is the greatest fast food restaurant in the history of like the quick service restaurants. And it boggles my mind that we're the only ones that have it. We as Ohioans, we need to be a little bit prouder of that. You know, you want to talk about Ohio State, you want to talk about LeBron, you want to talk about Cedar Point, like the big things we've done in this state, you know, the many presidents that have come from here, the astronauts that have came from here. We should we should be proud of Mr. Hero. We should put put him up there, dude. <laughs> the Roman Burger on the Mount Rushmore of all things Ohio. Road crews and Roman burgers. That's, that, 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 that's Ohio right Love there. It, dude. Which, by the way, the one on Tusk, how good is that manager, Chino? Consistently. How good is that guy? Knocks it out of the park. <laughs> the other day I was driving by there and I wasn't even planning on going, but I could see him through the glass. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Chino through the glass window and I was like, yeah, I'm pulling in. I, dude, I've never even introduced myself to the guy. I just see his name on like his shirt. And, dude, I, that guy is so good like he must be like part owner there or oh something. for sure he right? is because he takes so much pride in that job i'm 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 somewhat convinced that chino's living in the back dude i'm not gonna lie to you i he feel might. like i feel like he's dude he's got everything in his life invested into that mr hero and god he's bless a, him for it he's a great upseller too like he's a great upseller he's like you want cheddar for your fries right sir and like i mean he just walks you right into the decision and mr hero they're not afraid to like introduce new and wild things to their menu like um i know they had fried Twinkies for a while. They still do. Oh, they still do. And like they'll yeah. have like they're just like these just random things where it's like, yeah, we threw this in the deep fryer. We'll sell it to you. I'm like, yes, dude, Mr. Hero, take my money. Those are chef inspired recipes, Phantom. Did you know that? <laughs> I love the Mr. Hero commercial. And this honestly is a free Mr. Hero commercial. We're yeah, neither one of us are being paid right now. Neither one of us. I love the commercial they have, and dude, the people are working out in the gym eating Mr. Hero. I'm like, what? That is never. 
ever happened. And it's like, yeah, the food's prepared fresh, and it's all fresh, and it's good. And I'm like, yeah, but it's still a Roman burger, dude. You can't be squatting and eating a Roman burger at the same time. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, not at the same time. <laughs> like, not at the same time. I, uh, I The testament I've always given that place is this, is that I worked there in high school, and I, I'll still eat it. Still go there? Yeah. I mean, that's just... I, and oh, God, I love that job. That job was so much fun back in the day. Yeah, looking back on it, too, the fast food jobs. like dude, when It I was worked, so much fun. When I worked at Scrubway, I was the shift manager for some reason. Oh I was like God. 18 years old, <laughs> the senior in high school, and they're like, yeah, here's the keys, and you make sure you count the money at the end of the night. And it was just, dude, honestly, one of the, one of the best jobs I ever had. Yeah, I... Uh, I miss that job, you know. I miss that job sometimes. Yeah. Won't be too much longer until I have to do it again. I uh, why do you think I'm being nice to Chino? It's like I'm trying to grease the wheels, man. I told him one time I was like, "Hey, dude, I heard him talking about you on the radio today," and he was like, "Oh yeah," and I was like, "Yeah, Rock 106.9, you know," and he didn't know at all. Yeah, no like, idea. Okay, no. Chino probably knows me from my last radio station, 87.7. He probably knows, probably knows me from that one. I read this story, and this is terrifying, guys. You got to stop pissing your girlfriend or your wife off. I get sometimes it's fun, but there are, uh, dude, sayings are sayings for a reason, and hell right. hath no fury like a woman scorned. A woman in Pennsylvania used gasoline to douse her boyfriend and then set him on fire. Jeez. Then claims, I had second thoughts about it, so I decided that to try to put the flames out that I would straddle him and urinate on him. Oh, my God. Which I don't believe... She used gasoline, then tossed a match on him, setting him ablaze. Then she used a... Oh, I'm sorry. It was a bucket of urine to try to extinguish the fire. First of all, who just has a bucket of urine laying around? What is going on in your life where there's a bucket of urine? The couple had been using a bucket instead of a bathroom. Others who lived in the house above the couple took the man to the hospital. Burns covered at least 25% of his body. The woman, 38 years old, admitted she was angry and faces charges of attempted homicide and arson. First of all, to any possible future dates of mine, if we end up together and we're dating and we're in a committed relationship and we don't have a bathroom and you're forcing me to go to the bathroom in a bucket, light me on fire. (laughs) <laughs> Light me on fire! I'm, I'm d- like that's officially I'm 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 good. I don't want to be alive anymore if I'm urinating in buckets. Any way out of that relationship, yeah. fine. Give yeah. me the flames. <laughs> Give me the flames, right? Any way out of that relationship, I'm happy to go. Dear God, just buckets of urine laying around the house. <laughs> Dear God. All right, let's send somebody to Warp Tour. That shows uh, this coming Tuesday out of Blossom. We'll take caller 20 right now at 1-800-243-7625 and be right back with more Stansberry Show. Hang on. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I feel like those are, like, you have to tip bartenders. You have to tip waiters. You have to tip, Agreed. like, certain people. Um, but I don't necessarily, like, depend on it. Like, I don't necessarily, like, consider that, like, a slight or anything if somebody doesn't tip me. I am... Um, I, I would like the option. And so I'm yeah, all, I'm yeah, all yeah. for putting it on the app. No, plus, Uber's not going to make you do it. Yeah, what are people... I don't understand what they're complaining about. If it's there and you don't do it, I nobody's... Think people like having the excuse of, sorry, man, all I have is my card. People like having that excuse. Well, that's the beauty of Uber is that you don't... There's no transaction. There's no cash. There's no, like, I'm not swiping anything. You know what I mean? Like, And that right. is part of the beauty is that, like, it's very hands-off. Like, I don't need to... The driver doesn't do anything. Right. Like, I don't need to... There's no money value there. So, like, 
I, 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 I don't understand why people... I, I mean, guess, I, people I guess, are freaking out about it. I guess and Lyft you, has had it forever. If you don't want to... It, Maybe it with when you when you just say sorry, man, I got my card. That's all I have. But I mean, we're talking about like a dollar or two tip here. We're not talking about like I wouldn't expect like a twenty percent tip. Like I would n- on not, the right, no, not expect that no. at all. Like a buck or two for most rides. Now, if if we're going an hour plus and you want to say like, oh, dude, here's five or here's ten, go buy yourself something to eat. That's one thing. But like, I, I, it, it, we're talking about a buck or two here. Again, I'm a heavy tipper. Because I, I I still have a service job, and so I'm I'm aware that a lot of people with service jobs that's how they make their living. Right. And again, I was talking about this. I think it was last week on the show where I am. All humans are, but I especially am a creature of habit. If I like a restaurant, that's where I go. Mm-hmm. If I like a soda, that's what I drink. And it's so like I go to the same places over and over and over again. So I always tip well because I want good service and. Canton's only so big, so there's only so many Uber drivers. Right. So I always try to tip because, and again, my rating, and I, I didn't even know about the rating until like a month ago, but yeah. it's like a 4.97. That's pretty good. Five's the highest you can get. Pretty good. And they don't pass out fives a lot. Pretty Your boy's good. got a pretty good rating. And again, it's because I'm respectful and I, I do try to tip, but I don't always have cash on me. But about $5 is about normally when I do have cash, I'm like, yo, man, thanks for the ride. And what I'll remind people is, and not that you only use Uber for this, but even if you tip the driver, it's still less money than your DUI was going to be. Of course. Of course. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you put it through that filter, it's all of a sudden worth it. Plus, I would tip a cab driver. Like, were yeah. people not tipping cab drivers? Because that's kind of awful. You should tip cab drivers. I, well, I mean, well, would you tip a Sarda bus driver? I don't understand where these lines get drawn of like why some food, uh, you know, employees wow. get money, why some drivers get money, why wow. some like I don't get it. I don't understand I where would these not tip a Sarda bus where, driver. Where are these lines? And like, what is the difference? There? Right. I mean, what? Uh, none. I, you you could say well, it's a bus instead of a car, but a taxi is not like a car. It's no, not- but it is specialized to me for the ride, maybe, and maybe that's why I a feel taxi. Like it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sharing it. Um. I, I feel like we're t- I feel like we're getting into weird into weird lines. It just it, it's never made sense. Do you tip the hotel people? Um, like if, the cleaning people? Um, if you yeah, cleaning people, I'll leave a buck or two out. Um, if you like carried a bag or something for me, yes. But yes. I mean, but I'm not just going to you know give the front desk lady an extra two bucks there. Like, I went on vacation last summer. I went out west, and I stayed in the same hotel the entire time I was there. So I was there like a week. So obviously the cleaning crew was in, you know, changing sheets, and I don't think I ever tipped them. I think when you're staying there for an extended amount, you'd either tip heavy up front or tip on the back, and you don't have to do it every day. But I don't think I ever never, did. Never gave them a little something. There. No, and I'm and normally, like I said, I'm a pretty good tipper. I I I, I try to do that. Um, as a matter of fact, honestly, some people when they go out to dinner with me, they're like, "Dude, that's way too much money," and I'm like, "Yeah, but I'm going to be here on Wednesday," and so like I I want good service. I want I want to be taken care of. And you know, I think that the fact that you've worked service jobs before, it, it I just makes you aware. It makes me a well, because I'm not necessarily like over the top, but it makes me more likely to like, all right, here's twenty percent plus a couple of extra bucks. That is probably where I'm at. Um, but I'm also really quick to if you're a bad server, like I'm sorry, like I will tip you less than what is like i'll tip you 10 percent because it's like dude you're terrible at this like you aren't providing me with the service that i'm i'm tipping you for like that's the thing is like we've all gotten into this like well it's got to be 20 percent, and it's like well if you're terrible at your job like i'm sorry no it doesn't 
You can talk about well. In the kitchen, I mean, we live them. we live break to break, right? So I'm not sure that right. a, I'm not sure that a waitress or a waiter shouldn't live table to table. I mean, it, it, like if I, if I'm not entertaining you right now, you're checking somebody else out for sure. That's what people do. If you're not happy, you're out. And so if I live break to break, should wait staff people not live table to table? I guess maybe. I mean, at that point, I'm rewarding you for the service that was given. And that's kind of what tipping was. And like, I understand why restaurants don't want, you know, servers making more money. But I have to think from like a consumer's perspective is like, well, would it just make more sense for all of us if we did away with tipping and it was just like, you made, you know, servers just made more money. Well, maybe what you do there is is that you kind of like disguise it and you just raise the average check 15% and you give, yeah, and then your waiter or waitress just automatically gets 10 or 12% out of everything that they, they sell. sell. Right, and then it's a commission-based job. But, I mean, you're going to get into, and we've talked about this before, of like that's when crappy service happens. But, I mean, crappy service happens when uh, right now. now. Right, so it's not it's not going to like one way or the other be like, well, it's done. You know. You're either the kind of person who shows up and takes pride in your job and cares about it, or you're not. And so I'm not necessarily sure that better tipping is going to make you better. And then at that point, at that point, I can. Although I've seen it. I, at that point, I can say like, damn, this guy did do something special for me. Like, oh, my kid knocked something over. This guy cleaned it up. Or this guy, you know, made sure that the, the cook in the back, you know, took care of my special order or whatever. And okay, that is worth an extra five bucks to me as opposed to this like, well, now you just have to tip 20% just because. I also... Especially now I try to tip well, not only because, again, I still serve, but because like shaming people for what they tip online is a big thing now. And if you and I, let us be honest, celebrity is not the right word, no. but, we, but we are recognizable. Yeah. And so if you end up, if you don't tip somebody well, that's the last thing I want is that some receipt floating around. Oh, and look at Stansbury. Cheap ass came in here, ordered $200 worth of cheeseburgers, and that's a legitimate thing that could happen, and, and then didn't tip me. There's no explaining that one away where I can say, like, well, dude, the server sucked. Like, what do you want me to do? You're still going to look like, oh, dude. Yeah, you're so, yeah. Dirtbag. Exactly. So I try to, you know, sometimes I go above and beyond, especially, I'll tell you, if you're bringing food to my house, because then again, you know what my address is. I'm not watching anything be prepared. It's been in your car or whatever. I always try to tip pizza drivers and that kind of stuff a little bit more, too. And especially, I don't know if it works or not, but it's because I'm like, well, dude, just bring it here faster. Maybe if I'm on record for being a good customer they'll bring it here faster if you are if you are with somebody if you're at a you know uh, you got to dinner and somebody you see that they're tipping terribly you're gonna step up and, and pull the ross and throw the extra couple of bucks i have there. walked back to you know i think i left my keys back there and i have uh, i have walked back to a table to to correct a tipping situation uh being out with a poor tipper yes um i, I think 20 percent is where it it's should right. probably be, but I just feel like it would probably be better if it wasn't, if it was just a part of going out to dinner as opposed to me expecting for every hundred I spend to throw an extra twenty dollars on top of it. If you just took it out and and if you just raised the average bill, most consumers would never know. They would never think of it, and they would feel like at the end, ah, I didn't give them an extra three bucks. Ah, I didn't have to give them that. You'd money. feel right. like you were getting away with doing right. something that you know, and not having to do something that you've done your entire life. You're right. That might actually not be a, a terrible system. The Browns, Joe Thomas, has just been listed with a pretty, I mean, uh, this is a pretty high regard from the NFL, and I think Fantone's going to hate it because he just thinks Joe Thomas is a little overvalued, and it turns out, buddy, the NFL says you're wrong. 
We'll get into that next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stay Ray Show on Rock 106.9. If you missed yesterday's program or me admitting to taking a bath yesterday, you can uh, that happened on this morning's program. You can podcast both shortly after 10 a.m. Today's episode will be available at WRQK.com. I got to say, though, laugh at me all you want. That stuff worked. The Epsom salt worked. I was like, I was totally sore. I got in there yesterday, soaked for a little while. Turned on the Tom Petty radio on uh, on iHeart Radio. There nice. created my own artist station. Nice. Put a little Tom Petty in the iHeart Radio. There, dude, and just sat there in the warm water, soaking, feeling good. <laughs> it was nice. I had a good moment. You gonna keep doing it? You feel like you've got yourself into a bath routine? Like prior to yesterday, when was the last time you took a bath? Uh. I had done this once before. Okay. I just didn't talk about it because I didn't want to be made fun of. And then I forgot. I forgot. And I just went through with it today. But yeah, no, uh, dude, it works. So yeah, I mean, I bought 12 pounds of that stuff yesterday. Yeah. So. Dude, you better take another bath. Uh, yeah, I got to use it. I uh, Like I said, dude, I think you uh, I think you should be in the market for a uh, walk-in bathtub right there. You got the little door, opens up. They have the, like, the hydro jets. They've got the comfortable like seating. I think it's not a bad idea for you. You know, I'm a member of the Y. Sometimes I'll just go there and use the hot tub because I'm old and it's, you know, everything's sore. feels good. So, I don't know. Sometime last year, we were talking about the Browns on the show. And I said, you know, well, Joe Thomas is a, he's a Hall of Famer for sure. And Fantone had, like, rolled his eyes at me as if, like, I was wrong. And we ended up getting into it, and you've just... I don't know. You're not necessarily a Joe Thomas hater, no. but but you but you definitely have questions well, about people's fandom of Joe Thomas. I mean, I think it's undeniable that Joe Thomas is a really good football player. I'm not trying to come out with that. That's not like, no. dude, hot takeville. Joe Thomas sucks. That's not okay. where I'm at at all. I mean, you know, a, a perpetual uh, Pro Bowler. Um, I think last year, from his side of the ball, was only responsible for from let me see here four sacks, four quarterback hits. And 26 quarterback hurries. And that's for a team that went through six quarterbacks last year. Right. When the Browns quarterback situation was just so bad. I'm not denying that the guy's impressive. All I'm saying is, is that, dude, we all have this like Joe Thomas, first ballot Hall of Famer, greatest guy to ever do it. How has his greatness not turned into victories? And I'm not talking like Super Bowl victories because I understand winning a championship. No, but they is went really one in fifteen last year. And 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 what was it? You know, four and twelve is like the average since right. they've been back. So like, let's all just pump the brakes. I feel like on anointing the guy, the greatest football player that ever lived, when he can't, his greatness can't translate into victories. What other athlete would that be okay for? If LeBron is te- if LeBron's team was going. One in fifteen, or the equivalent thereof, in basketball. Oh yeah, LeBron's still one of the greatest of all time. If Tom Brady's team, if 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 any of these other great athletes we talk about had this kind of losing on their resume, we'd be like, well, uh, dude, you're not wrong that LeBron would be criticized more. You're not wrong about that, but I think the difference there is is that Joe Thomas is an offensive lineman. And I don't think that the same pressure is applied to those athletes as 
a power forward. Well, and I guess... Or a quarterback like Tom Brady. And I guess maybe that's a part of the problem, is that we all put these guys so highly up there, but is it really... Are they really that valuable? Is it really worth that much if you can't turn having one of the best football players in the NFL into victories? How valuable is Joe Thomas? Through his first 10 seasons in the league, Joe Thomas has not missed a single game. Very impressive. He has made it to the Pro Bowl in all 10 seasons, has been named an All-Pro in six. Six foot seven, 311 pounds, ranked as the 27th best player in the league, heading into 2017 by Pro Football Focus. 27th best player in the league, and here's the stat that I think is going to make you freak out. And I'm reading now for waiting uh, from WaitingForNextYear.com. Uh, again, Editor-in-Chief Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com joins us every Monday at 8. But they have him listed as the fourth best franchise cornerstone in the league. So what they're saying is, is you as a team, if you could pick a player to build around, if you could pick a player to be the... Essentially, yeah, that's how I would take it, right? <laughs> so the Browns have had him for a decade. For a decade. And they can't turn that into a winning season. Now, How, is he really? <laughs> again, according to WaitingForNextYear.com, they say much like Cavs fans seem to take LeBron James' greatness for granted, Browns fans are most likely taking Thomas's uh, greatness for granted as well. Whether it's due to him not being able to light it up on the scoreboard or just being on a losing football team, many seem to think that he's not as good as he actually is. Now, the fact that he cannot score points, yeah, it's tough to quantify the greatness of an offensive lineman. It, it is. is. You just It's it, tough. You, you just don't have the same perspective as a wide receiver, as a, as a running back, as a quarterback, even defensive players who you can watch light suckers up. Well, like, when they do their job right, you give the credit to the quarterback for right. making the touchdown pass. And when they do their job wrong, that's when everybody starts to pay attention to what you're doing. But that being said, when they do their job right, you give the credit to the quarterback because he's made all these, you know, well, great plays. You give the credit to the running back because, damn, dude, look at him. Just lit up, you know, a 15-touchdown you know, 15 season or something like that. Where are, these, where are these accomplishments? Where are these achievements for the Cleveland Browns? As much as I love Joe Thomas and as much as I love waiting for nextyear.com, I think fourth best cornerstone is Ludicrous. a little crazy. Ludicrous. Now, if you're only talking about well, no, if you were talking about the cornerstone of his position, he would probably be the first, Yeah, I would think, at his position. Because let's look at the cornerstones. And I'm going right off the top of my head, okay? But I'm going to say Tom Brady, probably the best cornerstone in the NFL. If I could pick a player for uh, for my team, and I'm picking today, Tom Brady sounds for right to me. For this coming season, yeah. Sounds I mean, right to me. I mean, he's old, and he showed some signs of slowing down this last season, but then, you know, fourth quarter of the Super Bowl right. was Tom Brady. Right. Right? You know what I mean? Right. Came back in the fourth quarter and played like Tom Brady. Um, was not great in that Houston game, but again, 40 years old, I'm going to cut the guy a break on one bad game in the year. Um, so I would say Brady... I would have to say, again, this is just off the top of my head, I would have to look at Derek Carr, quarterback of the Raiders. They're on the build. They're getting better. Um, So he'd probably be good. I mean, they're all going to be quarterbacks is my point. Like, Russell Wilson would probably be my third pick then. Or, I mean, they're all going to be quarterbacks at that point. I can't think of another position 
I mean, it's such a quarterback-driven league that I don't know how I would make anybody but a QB a cornerstone. And once I get out Matt of that... Matt Ryan? I mean, once I get out of that, I still think there's going to be dudes that are in front of Joe Thomas as like, all right, this is the guy that I want to build around. This is the dude that, like... I mean, there's not defensive guys. There's not wide receivers. Like, you don't want Antonio Brown. You don't want you know uh, Julio Jones. You don't want one of those dudes before you want Joe Thomas on your team. You're crazy. You're crazy, dude. Uh, I don't know. Isn't the theory you build from the ball out? And so I probably do want a really good offensive lineman before I want a good wide receiver. My theory is I want the best players available to me that are going to win me football games. And uh, Joe Thomas ain't that dude. No, he's not. He's not that dude. Like, like, I mean, and don't get me wrong, but you look at where the peak of a quarterback, a skilled player, where a wide receiver, even a linebacker, where the peak of those guys are versus where the middle of the pack is, there's a huge gap. But when it comes to offensive linemen, where the peak offensive lineman is to where the pe- where an average offensive lineman yeah. is, that gap is considerably smaller. Considerably smaller. If, you, if you're picking Joe Thomas, we're all standing around, the entire NFL is standing there, and Joe Thomas is not my fourth pick off the board, dude. Not even close. They're ranking him as the 27th best player in the NFL. I... I, he wouldn't be the 27th player taken right now either. You know what I mean? I don't think I don't think he gets picked 27th. I'm taking Ezekiel Elliott before I take Joe Thomas, dude. Ooh, after one year? I'm taking Ezekiel Elliott. The guy's able to go out there and produce big. I, dude, he was. I right. mean, they have a great offensive line there, and I think that probably helps Zeke a little bit. But he did have a great season. I don't know if I would take him. Ah, that's only after one year. I think you got to. Dude, that might be slave to the moment. Taking OBJ over him. OBJ over him. Ooh. For sure. For sure I am. A lot of off-the-field issues there. A lot of distraction there. I don't know if OBJ's great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say he's not great. But there's a little immaturity there that I'm not sure I, I would want. When uh, when Joe Thomas comes to Canton, Ohio, because it's not like I'm on the voting you know, like the panel or anything like not that. Not even close. It's not, like, it's not like I'm going to be able to keep him out of Canton. No. But when he eventually comes to Canton, Ohio, he will go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame as the l- biggest loser of the entire of every of every bus that's in there, he will have the worst winning record of anybody that's in there. By bus, he means little statue, not yeah. busts. Obviously, no. busts don't go into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but by but by uh, by all accounts, dude, by winning percentage, by 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 anything that you could view, this guy is going to be the biggest loser in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I don't know if that's true, but I can't imagine that it's not. I mean, how who would have a lower winning percentage and still get into the Hall? You tell me. You, Twitter Nation, you tell me. Browns fans out there, you tell me. Which Hall of Famer has a worse winning percentage than Joe Thomas? Because I guarantee you, he ain't there. You know, our boy Dustin's like, any quarterback in the league would take Joe Thomas. And I agree. And one of the things that in this article, Waiting for Next Year, wrote is, is that, you know, Joe Thomas could leave. If he really wanted to go, he oh, could yeah. he could work a deal out and go. He doesn't want to go. He wants to see wants to see it through. Credit to him for that. And also, you got to remember. I mean, the Browns have paid him handsomely and will continue to yeah. do so. So, I mean, I understand. You know, that's that is a bonus for him. So, our boy Dustin, the yeah. biggest Browns fan in the world, is telling me that the Browns this year road playoff game this year home playoff up, game next on, year. On. Come on, what are we talking about? Bro, they were 1-15. You think they have a shot at a road playoff game this year? I don't think they have a shot at five wins this year, so no. I was watching something on the NFL Network yesterday, and Nate Burleson is saying, dude, look, people are underestimating how good the Browns' defense is going to be this year, that they're the real deal. 
I don't know. I guess I'm just like a, and again, I don't mean to make light of this, but I'm like a battered wife at the Browns, where it's like, I want to love you, I want to trust you, but you've hit me so many times, I just feel like you're just going to keep hitting me. I, that's kind of how I feel about them. I, I, I want to I show some optimism. I really do. But I feel like I'm just a sucker every time I fall for it. Got to prove it. You got to prove it. You can't just you can't just be like, oh, sorry, honey, I cheated on you. No, but you can't look at my you can't look at my phone. I have to be, I have to see continued progress. I can't it can't just be like, oh, hey, one year we won four games. Now the Browns are back, baby. No, like it's going to have to be years before you truly earn my trust again. Before I support you in the same way that I support the Cavs and the Indians, it's going to have to be a complete change of culture. I don't. That's not unfair. That's not unfair. You're taking if you're building a football team right now. You're taking Joe Thomas over Gronk. Come on, dude. Come on, dude. Yeah, I think. Ah, no, I think. Ah, I, I no. Hold so. on. Over Gronk, I think I am, dude. Gronk's always hurt. Look, the Patriots won a Super Bowl without him. He won it without him. Oh, you know what? We'll look into this and 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 see if we can find some facts on it by the end of the program. Dan, thank you for tweeting this in. Archie Manning. May be the may be the Hall of Famer with the lowest winning percentage of all time. That may be true. We'll look into that. Be interested to find that out. Dustin's saying you can laugh at me all you want right now. Nobody's laughing at you, bro. <laughs> I well, Fantone's laughing at you. you dude. Fantone's laughing at you. <laughs> I think road playoff game this year is a little lofty, but I think that they could get to. I don't have the schedule right in front of me. Five wins. <laughs> nah. You don't see it. No. Unless they're playing the 49ers and the Bears every week, then no, I don't see how they get to five wins, yeah. dude. Just I wait know. till the 49ers find a way to finagle Kirk Cousins out of Washington. Then all of a sudden, we're going to find out just how bad we are. Because I think Kyle Shanahan's going to get that thing in San Francisco turned around pretty fast. Do the Browns, have they decided on a quarterback? Do they know? I don't know. Apparently, we like the progression, okay. which means, if, dude, if you don't have one guy, right. you can't have three guys. We better hope that Deshaun, uh, that Deshaun Kaiser experiment works out. I hope he doesn't play a single down this year, but you know by week four, it's go- they're, they're going to be screaming it from the stands. Kaiser. Yeah, Kaiser. and they're going to rush him right in the game. Turns out 41% of U.S. adults have all dealt with this annoying thing. We'll find out if you have next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your friend, Pigs. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for the Wacom Auto Family. Whether you're looking for a certified pre-owned or new car, Wacom is the place you need to be checking out. You can do so in person at the Wacom Auto Mile, West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin, or do what I did, start online at Wacom.com. If you're in the market for a new car, let's check out Wacom Mitsubishi. As right now, they have the 27... 27- 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9, 9.30... We'll pass on another pair of Warp Tour tickets. That shows this coming Tuesday out of Blossom. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. Before the break, we were talking about waitingfornextyear.com, talking about how Joe Thomas is the fourth-best cornerstone in the NFL. And Fantonin made the point that he thinks that Joe Thomas will, in fact, be a Hall of Famer, but he will go in with the lowest winning percentage of any Hall of Famer. And so a listener tweeted out, said, what about Archie Manning? Well, we looked during the break. Archie Manning, not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which I would have just assumed he was. 
Um, because they always talk about how great he was and like, you know, that the most losing quarterback in the history of the NFL. Archie Manning holds that distinction. The most losing quarterback in the NFL. He's in the College Football Hall of Fame and obviously his uh his sperm have 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 made their way into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, I was going to I mean even I mean Eli will be a Hall of Famer too, right? He won two Super Bowls. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't He's know. borderline, but once you win two Super Bowls, they'll probably put you in. Yeah, I was going to say I don't know if I, he's a first ballot like yes to me like, no. like Peyton is. Peyton will be a yeah. But uh, yes I mean so Archie Manning. He um, did alright. <laughs> he, he did alright. His own career. Uh, he has a winning percentage of 26.3 um, which is the most losing quarterback with 100 starts in the history of the NFL. Okay. And Joe Thomas's uh, his winning, this is winning percentage, percentage winning percentage is uh, 31. So I mean you're 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 just barely over, just barely over the most losing quarterback of all time. Wow. I mean, they were calling that team the Aints back in the day. I mean, people were wearing paper bags to the stadium and stuff. I mean, that was bad. That was bad. All right, some interesting numbers there. We do actually have some good news for the Browns. Okay. We do have some good news, some good news coming out of the Browns organization. We'll give you that at 9 a.m. I want to talk about this now, however, as 41% of American adults in a survey, claim that they have been a victim of cyberbullying and that online harassment, 41% of U.S. adults. Now, you got to remember, we're going to range adults starting at age 18. All right. So once you figure that in, see, see when I say the word adult, I think people 30 or older. Right. But re- in reality, what we're talking about is 18 and or over. And when I thought about it like that, then, yeah, obviously 41% of us have probably been a a victim of cyber. Plus, you got to remember, a lot of adults are online for their job and their celebrities. So, of course, people don't look at you as a person. They look at you as an entity. Like some of these talking, like take Skip Bayless. for People don't look at Skip Bayless as a person. That's an entity. And he's such a hot take person that, of course, people are going to harass him and talk trash to him online. And so when I started thinking about it, I'm like, well, yeah, when you start adding people like that in in 18-year-olds, then yeah, of course. Well, I mean, let's, you know, over the age of 25 and not a media personality, there's going to be a considerable amount more of those people versus 18-year-olds and Skip Bayless's, right? What do you mean? That uh, people that aren't in those situations, being young or being someone of notoriety, there's going to be a lot of people who just work at Speedway, who just, right. you know... Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like, for me, once I realized I had to add 18 year olds, that of course, because, dude, 41's almost 50. That's almost half. And that, that felt like that, that number felt high to me. But I was like, well, again, I'm ranging adults on a higher end versus 18 year olds. I think it's just going to be based, be based on, like, well, what is considered, like, what's, what are you, what are you calling online harassment? Like, well, that's- we're, again, we're all going to have a different line of that. They say here, that about 18% of U.S. adults said they have been the target of severe behavior such as physical threats, stalking, and sexual harassment, and about 66% said they witnessed harassing behavior online. Um, this is, again, we are in a weird situation here because I'm willing to bet that a lot of people would view some of the tweets that I get to be harassment, and it's not. A lot of times. Sometimes it's just, it's hatred over the show. It's hatred over some of the things that they heard. But I'm not necessarily sure that I qualify that for harassment. I've always said, if you're going to have my job, you need to have thick skin. You'll never survive this business if you don't have thick skin. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily... You cannot be bothered by it, offended by it, even really care about it, but it's still harassment. 
You know what I mean? Like, there's still going to be examples of just because it didn't affect you didn't mean that it wasn't harassment. There are things in my mentions, even from today, that, yes, I think law enforcement would technically consider to be harassment. I, again, will kind of go, ah, eh, yeah, whatever, and kind of shrug it off because, yeah, like I've said, if you're going to do this, you're going to have to be able to do that. That's why I think that this number is probably low. I bet you it's more than 41% because I think there's a lot of people who are going to be like, well, it didn't offend me. It didn't bother me. It didn't, you know, I didn't feel like it was that doesn't necessarily change whether it was or was not intended to harass you 80 percent of respondents said that online services should step in when harassment happens on their platforms and 43 percent believe law enforcement should take these issues more seriously and in the years to come law enforcement will start to yeah. take this more and stuff seriously we're gonna have to figure out where the line is what's harassment what do we qualify that for there'll be like one big court case will happen. It'll be what we call it from that point moving forward. Right. And then we'll figure out how to do it from there. Facebook gate or Twitter. Yeah, gate it'll be one it of those and we'll figure it out. Do they have a responsibility to step in in these situations? I know they're going to because they want to protect themselves. But should they? Well, quickly, the answer is yes. But what they got to be careful of is you got to be careful what you do so you're not infringing on the rights of some of your other users. And there is going to be... Well, is there a First Amendment issue in here? No, because it's not... You can't, yeah, yeah, you can't... These are private entities. Yeah, businesses. So, so no, you can't do that. Um, should they? If you want to run a clean business and you want to get out ahead of trouble, then yes, you should. Self-preservation yes. right there. You, like, you, you got to head things off at the past. The last thing you want to do is have Facebook suicides, you know, run throughout the nation. And Facebook like, didn't do anything. The, you know, so yeah, right. you got to be out there in front of stuff. Yeah, I understand wanting to protect your own brand and your own business. And, um, you know, Twitter's in a bunch of trouble. They're losing money. They can't keep a CEO. Um, it's, I mean, they're in a bunch of trouble. So yeah, I could understand them much like Uber wanting to look at their business and going, you know, we got to re-examine this. We got to re-look at some of the stuff we're doing to start gaining more popularity. So should they, uh, uh, just to further their own business interest? I would say that, yeah, I just, you know, like I said, I didn't think about it, but 41% of adults have said that they have been online harassed. That's just that's way too much. Like, I, I said this to Fantone yesterday, just quickly. I saw a guy, a grown-up, celebrating on Facebook that he had just been released from a 24-hour, like, Facebook suspension. If you're over the age of 22 years old and you get thrown off of Facebook, you are a dirt bag. You are doing things that you shouldn't be doing. And now what if somebody reported you to harass you and like, I'm going to get this person f thrown into Facebook jail? If if something, if I haven't been thrown off of Facebook over things that I've said or done online, then you're going too far on your Facebook account if you've been thrown off. Even if you've been reported, then you're going too far. And you should have reevaluate what it is you're posting online if you're a grown-up and you get Facebook suspended. I can't think of anything more depressing than that, than being suspended from social networking as an adult. A 17-year-old, I totally get it. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm still young. I don't know how to figure my way out through this. But if you're a grown-up and thrown off social networking, you need to reevaluate a lot of the decision-making that you're using in your life. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. Please relax. The 
this will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. I may live to regret something I said on this morning's program. What is that? You know, I had said that if you've been thrown off of Facebook or Twitter, or like if you've been suspended by social media networks, that you're a dirtbag. Yeah. And this guy was like, you know, Facebook threw me off of Facebook because I was arguing with a Trump supporter and I was spitting facts. And look, somebody can report you all they want, but then Facebook kind of goes through it and sees and deems it worthy, right? Yeah, it's what they say, but I've heard of people who have like, yo, this person just doesn't like me. Like, you know, this is my boyfriend's ex-girlfriend. Her and all of her friends just reported me and like got me suspended. I have heard of that. All right. I guess that's possible and I need to leave room open for that, but I would still, I would still say. That if you've gotten yourself in front of, again, if you're a grown-up and you're still in, like, high school-type arguments where, like, my ex's new boyfriend or whatever doesn't like the dude, that's the way you're living your life. There's some dude, that's decision-making, like I had said. Um, But it doesn't mean that you were, like, out there mean-girling it. Like, you got a new boyfriend and all of a sudden, you know, some crazy ex... Like this, you. this guy's telling me he got banned from Facebook because he was arguing with a Trump supporter who didn't like the facts he was spinning. Ooh. Well, again, I would argue that's probably not the best use of your time. No, certainly not. And was it, were you truly arguing with facts, facts. or were you using derogatory terms, which I bet you probably were? I, I don't know. So I'm not going to say he was, but I'm going to say most people I see arguing politics online cannot stay in bounds. And they certainly can't stop. Like, so if this was one of those things where you got into an argument with somebody and you kept hitting them back, you kept sending them messages, you kept like commenting on their stuff. And the guy, the other person on the other end was like, dude, I was done I'm with done. this two hours ago. That is harassment. So I don't know. I don't know. What this I just, story is dude, about. I have said some wild things. I, I have wild opinions. I have said and done all kind of absurd things online. I've never once even been close to being reported. I use swear words. There's been mild nudity on my feet. I've never been close to being reported ever. And if I can stay in bounds, I feel like most of you should be able to stay in bounds. I'll walk back the comment of dirtbag. But if you're being thrown off of social networking as an adult, you need to rethink what you're doing. Maybe not a dirtbag, but you at least need to go take a shower. You know what I mean? You need to go clean your act up. That's a right. Bit right. That's there. right. Maybe a bath. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I do have this, uh, and I found this to be interesting and a little sad for me. That Playboy.com claims that by 31 years old, you should no longer party in public. Uh, this feels pretentious to me. Yeah, I mean, and probably a younger person that wrote this article, but there's a line there, and you know it. There is. I don't know if 31's the right number, if that's where the line lie, but there, there's a line there. They say that 40% of the people sampled say that there is nothing more tragic than witnessing adults in their 40s and 50s socializing in bars and public settings. How about orphans? Isn't that more tragic? Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, all right, let's go cut back on the hyperbole there. The oldest acceptable age the sample deemed was 37. Is the oldest you could be and be like socializing in bars and, and pubs. Well, everything's a bar now. So yeah. like, we got to be careful with that. And it depends on what bar you're at, too. I mean, there's perfect, there's bars that are perfectly appropriate for you to go in as a grown-ass 40-year-old and go have drinks with your friends, and, like, that's fine. Now, if you're if you're trying to relive your youth at a college bar and you're at, you know, at a club or at something like that and you're trying to be young again, then I see that problem. But, like... It, it all depends on the bar. You're absolutely right about that. Like, go anywhere near water. 
and you'll notice that the crowd in that bar is as diverse as you can get. Oh, like yeah. Portage Lakes. Exactly. Like take any one of those bars. Like I was in the upper deck right. like a couple of weekends ago. And somebody was like, hey, we're at the upper deck. Come meet us for drinks. And I was like, all right, so I'll go, right? And when I first walked in, I was like, God, I feel old. But then as the further I got in there, I was like, oh, well, that dude's like 60. And that dude's like, you know what right. I mean? Like, I, There's a bunch of different people here. It's, it all depends on where you're drinking, I think. And it, yeah, I mean, the scene of the bar, what you're like. I mean, if you, you know, as a, a you know, a kind of, I don't want to say square, but like a, you know, just kind of average 45-year-old walk into a, a place where there's a bunch of young, cool 20-somethings, like, yeah, you're going to feel a little bit Record out of place. Record scratch. Right, right. You're going to feel a little bit out of place there, but there's there's bars for everybody out there. There's a scene for you. You just have to go out there and find it. Yeah, it's happy hour. It's where it is. And if you're 40, that's, trust me, the happy hour scene is fantastic it's awesome um but yeah i i think this is a little pretentious i agree with fantone i believe that this was probably written by somebody really young and w- looking to appeal to a younger audience that wrote it but i did i felt like somebody come and spray glade on me and wipe me down <laughs> apparently i'm not allowed to drink in public anymore we uh we have some good news surrounding the cleveland browns and their head coach hugh jackson is doing something that honestly deserves a little bit of a pat on the back for and we'll give it to him next on rock 106.9 Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online at WRQK.com. Dude, the amount of people that have reached out to me and said, I think you're being a little unfair to people who have been thrown off of Facebook. Because, dude, apparently a lot of people who listen to us have been thrown off of Facebook. Can't just, say I'm shocked. I don't know what you're doing to get yourself thrown off of Facebook. I would reevaluate whatever it was. I don't got a lot going on. Even I'm not bored enough all day to be like, you know what? Let's let's stir up enough as to get me thrown off social networking. I mean, you've got a radio show to stir up the ass. People out there, they're just looking for a voice. They're looking for a platform. They're looking for uh, you know the opportunity to say what they want. Can't stop arguing with people on Facebook. Call them, call them names. Next thing you know, dude, you're in Facebook jail. Yeah, I have no interest in any of that. I don't get it. After the Browns went 1-15, a lot of people were starting to question the leadership of Browns head coach Hugh Jackson. And I guess you can't really be surprised by that. I mean, he had a pretty awful season. Really awful season. Almost historically bad. But announced yesterday, the Cleveland Browns head coach, Hugh Jackson, is launching a foundation to support organizations battling human trafficking. The Hugh Jackson Foundation will launch officially July 20th at the team's Berea headquarters. I have a part of the press release here. They say the Hugh Jackson Foundation is committed to empowering children, teen, and adult victims of human trafficking through the funding of organizations that champion for and serve as a voice for those who are exploited. The foundation will focus on increasing awareness of and preventing human trafficking and providing healing for victims. According to the the National Human Trafficking Hotline Statistics, Ohio has some of the nation's highest human trafficking cases. Sad. You wouldn't think that. No, but I... I, You'd think port cities. Yeah. Portland, Long Beach, Miami. Places where there's larger cities, but I mean, Ohio's still a pretty well-populated state, and... I, I guess I'm I'm just not shocked, you know. It's it, it's just like when you hear about like well, Ohio leading the nation in heroin overdoses, and it's like, well, yeah, yeah that's true too. Can't be shocked. 
That's good. I mean, it's good. Oh, of course, dude. I mean, uh, honestly, you're going to have a tough time to find a more worthy cause than, you know, being against human trafficking. Um, it's sad that that's still a thing. I think that's almost like the bigger point of this to me is like, God damn, dude, we're dealing with people being shipped around the country as sex slaves. And I guess on a day-to-day basis, very easy for me not to like think about that, not to realize that, not to recognize that. But Hugh Jackson, a man with a big voice and a man with a big platform, has the ability to do something about it. So hats off to him, man. A friend of mine was a dancer for a while, and she was um she went up to Detroit. There was like some big sporting event that was happening up there. Okay. And so she was working one of the clubs in Detroit, and somebody had slipped something in her drink and actually had her in the car. And then it was like one of the bouncers of the club was like, hey, where'd so-and-so go? And then next thing you know, they're in the parking lot, and they had found her in the dude's car. And like they pressing on further, sure enough, he was trying to like take her and like force her into a hotel to be a sex slave. You, you, you hear about you know girls going missing or even like younger boys going missing, and it's always like the worst-case scenario, I guess. Well, I mean, I don't know if dead's any better, but like we're really splitting hairs there of like – that's that's what you, the concern is is like is that person you know tied up uh, like those girls in Cleveland were right. you know what I mean yeah. like being held as as you know and I guess sex you know it, it, but it's it's slavery like it's modern day you are right. in a chain you're chained up and not able to you know to leave that's it just it's it's unbelievable that we still have to deal with that again I just assumed it would be bigger in port cities Baltimore DC like that area Portland Miami. Miami, Long Beach, just because that, I mean, that's the way it's always been kind of sold to me is that they're just putting shipping containers and moved around. Yeah, I was going to say, though, I, I, maybe that's not the reality of it. You know, the reality of it is probably, you know, smaller towns where someone goes missing and somebody, you know, it's not like they're shipping them in. They're grabbing them off the street. Some, yeah. I mean, I know they bring a lot. I know I know a lot of immigrants are brought here under the guise that you're going to be a hotel maid, and when you get here, you're actually a prostitute. Like I know that happens a lot too. I was, I just didn't realize Ohio had that big of a problem with it. And I, I, when we when we talk about prostitutes, and you know, I mean, there's definitely women who make that decision to go out there and do it. But it's like, well, how many women in that situation? are being forced into that situation. Like, I don't know what the exact definition of a sex slave is. If your pimp is making you go out there and, and continue to, you know, to turn tricks, like is she considered a sex slave or is it just, if you're held in, I believe, yeah, forced prostitution is going to be called. That is going to be called human trafficking. I guess just sad that that's, that's a reality as big as it is. It's again, like I say, man, I think if you bring this out in the sunlight, and you legalize it, you end up cutting off sources prostitution. Of, yeah, if you okay. yes, not human trafficking. Okay. Okay. Yes, but if you, I believe that if you if you legalize prostitution and wrap your arm, much like I believe that if America gets over its goddamn self and you wrap your arms around recreational marijuana, these are the bullets that can save us. As a matter of fact, I've been hitting on this a little bit. We'll probably get into it long form tomorrow. Las Vegas dispensaries cannot keep up with the marijuana demand. I don't know when we're going to figure out that this is the financial thing that we can do, that we can grow and cultivate it. We can sell it here. This is the one thing we can do. This isn't foreign oil. We don't need anybody else to do it. We can do it. Get over yourselves. Get over the fact that you're going to have to be able to look at your junior in high school and not have to sell them the lie anymore that if you smoke one joint, you're never going to be successful. Get over yourself.
And I believe prostitution is very much the same thing. Just let it out. Just forget your fear of it. Just legalize it. We'll, we'll put regulations on it, and we will reduce the amount of human trafficking. And I know what the argument's going to be. You're not going to get rid of it. No, you're right. But we'll, I'm willing to tilt at windmills over huge problems in, in the world to at least reduce things. Just because I can't eradicate it doesn't mean I don't want to reduce it. Right. You're never going to get rid of cancer. People are going to die of cancer. Well, dude, Susan G. Coleman, let's call the whole thing I was going to say, but we, but we spend a lot of money on cancer research, don't we? Absolutely we do. We have got to get over ourselves and our fake morality that we have in this country because it's hurting all of us. We have warp Tour tickets. You'll have those by the time the show is over. And men are now receiving what I think is some of the worst advice I've ever heard before you go out on a first date. We'll pass that on to you next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your friend, Pigs. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for High Voltage Indoor Karting in Medina, the premier spot for Thanton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have another pair of Warp Tour tickets that shows this coming Tuesday at Blossom. Before we end the program, we'll get you hooked up with those. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need. We'll have those the rest of the week as well. I read this article at Maxim, and... I think this is bad advice. All right. And this is all about preparing for a first date. Okay. And what you should do before a first date. And I feel like men are being given poor advice here. All right. All right is it, are D-picks a part of this? Are we sending no. out D-picks right out of the gate? <laughs> hey, just wanted to make sure that we were still on for tonight. And here's a picture of my penis. <laughs> no, yeah, that's probably not the right way to no, go about it. Not, no, that's, that's a bad, bad system. Okay. Well, what but Maxim claims that part of what can make a first date go well is activating the sexual prime, like the, the like priming the pump, essentially. All right. Um, and, and doing it sexually. And they say that if you want a first date to go well, that one of the things you can do as a man before going out on the first date, and I feel like this is terrible advice, is to watch pornography. I just, they, they say then it, it's a sexual priming, like I said. It's the effect acquired through watching porn that it, is, it essentially will inspire men to feel more interactive and talkative. And I guess maybe what they're trying to say is here is that if you watch people have sex and then you take this girl that you've never gone out with to the Olive Garden, you might be thinking, I want that. So let me be engaged here and do what I need to do to do that. But I don't think it goes like that. If, 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 if pornography is the thing that has to like awaken your desire for a vagina up, then I, 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 I don't know about that. Now, if you're saying like, Earlier in the day, you should masturbate. Therefore, you're not sitting there like a horn dog, just consumed by the like. Oh my god, I want to see boobs. I want to like. Then I could understand it. Like, but if you if if the advice is is like you watch porn until you walk up to the Olive Garden, you're just sitting in the Olive Garden parking lot there with your smartphone out looking at porn. That's a terrible, terrible idea. According to the study, they found that the priming effect can be seen in both digital interactions as well as real world meetups. 
And the way porn activates the sexual system, it will inspire strategies that will allow people to become closer to potential partners. I don't buy it. You got to remember a lot of what porn is. It's fantasy. It's It's mostly what pornography is, is fantasy. Real sex doesn't look like that. Real sex doesn't happen like that. Real sex, you know what I mean? Like you can't just walk in and be like, the copier is broken, bend over. Like that's not the way the real world works. And I think if you watch too much pornography... I think you're going to end up, like we said earlier while trying to talk to women, you're going to end up saying something dirty way before you should. Now, yeah, of course. Right. Yes. If, if you're consumed with it, if that's what you're, like I said, like if that's what has to, you, you, to, to, to awaken the desire to sleep with a woman. Is you like, got problems. Well, then you've got problems. You do. I stand by if you masturbate earlier in the day, I guess, because then it clears the system out and you have like a fresh mind. You can think clear. Right. And you're not sitting there. I don't hate that idea. But to to say that like right just prior to you should. And are are they saying you should masturbate or just watch pornography? I'm assuming they mean go all the way through it, but they don't mention it. They say here that checking out porn or even lower key type erotica will initiate a positive cycle of intimacy. I don't buy it. Uh, looking at pictures of other hot chicks before you go out on the date. Also, I don't know. I don't know. what can happen is, that's a great point, Fantone, because what can happen is, is, let's be honest, porn stars are hot. Right. They're not. Yeah, they didn't pick them just out of nowhere. It's not like they're like, all right, we'll just pick some random women. No, they're specifically and picked because they look good. Four people on a movie set made her look hot. Right. You know what I mean? And then she's in there doing all these things. A lot of what I think can happen to a lot of guys is if you watch porn before you go on a date, you're going to start nitpicking the woman across the table from you because she doesn't look like Gianna Michaels. Right. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think this is actually all bad advice. If you're worried about a first date going well, I just dude. here's the thing. You can't be interesting until you're interested. I've always heard that. And I like that. Meaning, if somebody's talking to you, pay attention. Think about what, and and even if you're not interested, think in the back of your head, what would an interesting question about this be? How do I get this? People like to talk about themselves. How do I ask her a question that keeps her speaking about her where I can learn more? Plus, I always tell guys this. If you don't just pick a spot on the wall and nod until she shuts up, but if you actually listen to her, women will give you the keys on how to get into their pants Every single time you just have to listen, think, learn a little bit about who she is and apply it in the conversation. And then next it's charm and disarm. That's half of that's 90% of this is charm and disarm. But I think the idea of watching pornography to like prime the sexual pump, I just think a lot of guys are going to do that wrong. And I think half of you are going to read it at maximum and go, well, dude, apparently porn is what makes first dates go well. I mean, what are you going to do when she asks you what you did all day? Is that what you're going to say? Just sitting around watching Pornhub, yeah. Well, I knew you were coming over later, so I figured I'd watch porn all day until you got here. Yeah, that is a bad, bad look. We have Warped Tour tickets. We'll pass those out to end the program. That will happen next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you never have to miss a moment of the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9 ever. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Momentarily, we'll pass out those fans' Warped Tour tickets. That show is, a, uh, yeah, next this coming Tuesday. Sorry, a week from yesterday. There we are. I was going to say a week from today, but that was that was not right. It was a week from yesterday. So we'll pass those out momentarily. I did read this where a young woman in Chicago has been given probation 
And I can't believe that. After she delivered her newborn and apparently dropped the newborn baby from an eight-story window and said she had done it because she thought her parents were going to be mad at her for being pregnant. She dropped her newborn baby to her death from a high-rise apartment building in Chicago from the eighth floor. She got probation for murder? Yeah. This was back in 2015. She's now been sentenced uh, to probation, according to her court records. Jesus. Mubajra Udin, 29, on Thursday, pleaded guilty to involuntary manslaughter of a family member before Cook County Judge Carol Howard and was sentenced to four years probation, according to court documents. It's awful. The infant, baby Jane... In official documents was found in the grass outside of a high-rise in the 800 block of West Eastwood in Chicago. This was back in November of 2015. Was pronounced dead at a nearby hospital about an hour later. Um, she had originally been charged with first-degree murder. She became pregnant by her boyfriend but did not tell her family because she knew her Muslim parents from Pakistan would not approve. Prosecutor said at the time she was charged. Um, Udin gave birth to the seven pound, 11 ounce girl, then threw the infant out of the window when she heard her mother approaching the bedroom, according to prosecutors, a man found the baby bloody, but still breathing and asked security at the building to call 911. The girl suffered complex skull fractures, a fractured spine and a broken left shoulder, fractured left and right ribs and a, a lacerated aorta, as well as damage to other internal organs as well. When police had tracked her down, she first denied she had anything to do with the infant, but later made multiple admissions on video. Her attorney said at the time she was charged that Uden's family was standing by her. Uh, she was originally ordered held without bail, but then they reduced her bail last year to $275,000 after she, after she posted bond and was released. She was living with her parents and was on like um, house arrest with like an electronic monitor and all that. She was given credit for serving 603 days in jail, and then she was sentenced to at least 48 months probation, according to court records. I can't believe that. I'm sorry. I can't believe that. I think if you knowingly drop a baby from an eight-story window, we should lock you up forever. Probation should never come into that whatsoever. God, that's just depressing. We do have Vans Warped Tour tickets. We're going to end the program by getting you hooked up with those. That show is next week. We'll take caller 15 right now at 1-800-243-7625. We'll send you to that. Aside from that, we are done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com. And, of course, can be heard everywhere via iHeartRadio. You guys have an awesome afternoon. See you. Dan Stansberry, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruitcakes. The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for the Wacom Auto Family. Whether you're looking for a certified pre-owned or new car, Wacom is the place you need to be checking out. You can do so in person at the Wacom Auto Mile, West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin, or do what I did, start online at Wacom.com. If you're in the market for a new car, let's check out Wacom Mitsubishi. As right now, they have the 2017 Mitsubishi Outlander that was voted the most affordable third row SUV by Cars.com. They took into account price, payment, repair costs, fuel costs, and trade-in value. And as a matter of fact, the Outlander was $3,000 less than any other vehicle done in that study. And right now, every Mitsubishi sold at Wake of Mitsubishi comes with a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain warranty and free five years of roadside assistance. Like I said, you can find Wacom on the Wacom Auto Mile. 
That's at West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin. Or do what I did. Just log online to wakeham.com. If you're car shopping, do what I did. Save the Wakeham Way.